Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, a 7.5 magnitude earthquake hits western Japan, triggering widespread destruction. Aftershocks, a tsunami warning, and fires add to the chaos. Here are tonight's headlines. And it was just a violent shaking. I mean, violent shaking. Search and rescue teams race to find survivors trapped in the rubble. Thousands try to evacuate. Aerial assaults on Gaza intensify as Israel prepares to withdraw some troops from the territory. Unprecedented border crisis. 300,000 migrants were processed at the border with Mexico in December, putting pressure on the White House to step in. Tonight's Eye on America, how one aerospace company is working to get more pilots in the cockpit. We need people to be able to get on an airplane, see someone that looks like them, and go, I can do that too. And finally, a class on media literacy showing students that seeing isn't always believing. Is there any part of you that's like, if that's fake, then what's actually real? Yes. Yes. All the time. Good evening to our viewers in the West. Thank you for joining us on this first day of 2024. I'm Major Garrett in Fernora. We begin tonight with a powerful 7.5 magnitude earthquake striking Japan, destroying homes, buckling roads, and forcing thousands to flee to higher ground due to tsunami warnings. Fires broke out in the aftermath. Authorities say at least six people are dead. Rescue crews continue to search through the rubble looking for survivors. The nation issued its highest level tsunami alert immediately after the quake, but lowered it hours later. Residents along the western coast are still being told not to return to their homes. The Biden administration has been in touch with Japanese officials. President Biden said the U.S. is, quote, ready to provide any necessary assistance. CBS's Ben Tracy will start us off tonight with the latest details. At a train station in Kanazawa, people ran for cover as the large earthquake struck around 410 local time 
Monday afternoon. The quake had a magnitude of 7.5, according to the U.S. Geological Survey. It violently shook buildings across western Japan and rocked several religious shrines where people were paying traditional New Year's Day visits. Roadways buckled and large fires broke out as dozens of buildings collapsed. The extent of the death toll and how many may still be trapped is not yet known. There have been dozens of aftershocks. Suddenly, it get pretty strong earthquake, and so everybody was, was panicked at that time. Alarms blared as nearly 100,000 people were told to immediately flee to higher ground. The government issued a major tsunami warning, fearing waves could reach as high as 16 feet. That warning was later downgraded as smaller waves hit the coastline. This was Japan's first major tsunami warning since an 8.9 magnitude quake hit back in 2011. It caused a devastating tsunami that killed thousands and triggered a meltdown at the Fukushima nuclear power plant. Japanese officials say there are currently no signs of any problems at the nation's nuclear power plants, including the Shika nuclear plant, which is closest to the quake's epicenter. Major? Ben Tracy, thank you. Now to rising tensions in the Middle East. President Biden was briefed by his national security team this morning about the escalating conflict between Iranian-backed rebels and the United States Navy. Meanwhile, Israel announced it's withdrawing thousands of troops from Gaza, signaling a new phase in the fighting. But as CBS's Ian Lee reports, the war shows no sign of ending soon. Sirens rang in the new year in Israel as Hamas fired rockets. The country's Iron Dome missile defense system illuminated the sky with interceptions. But in Gaza, 2024 looks a lot like the previous year. Men rescued an injured child as the sound of explosions chased them in Khan Yunus. But hospitals in Gaza are so full, doctors treat injured children on the floor. In Rafa, at this cramped tent city, everyone hopes the new year will bring peace. While this 11-year-old simply states, I wish not to die in 2024. Israel has also experienced loss in this war. The IDF says more than 170 soldiers have been killed since the ground invasion in Gaza. On Sunday, Israel began demobilizing thousands of troops, the first drawdown since the war began with Hamas's murderous attack in October. It comes amid mounting pressure from the White House to scale back the offensive. But Israeli officials warn the end of this war is still months away. We will allow the soldiers to gather strength for the next activity, says the Israeli military spokesman. They could be needed on Israel's northern border. Over the weekend, militants attacked from Syria and Lebanon. Israel retaliated, striking Hezbollah targets. The threats to Israeli as well as U.S. interests also extend to the Red Sea. Iran sailed a warship into the waters today, a day after the U.S. Navy engaged four Houthi boats from Yemen that attacked a commercial ship, sinking three. And over the weekend, Tel Aviv once again saw protesters demand the resignation of Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. And tonight, Major, he was dealt another blow. The country's Supreme Court struck down a controversial law that would have limited the judge's powers. Ian Lee, thank you. U.S. border officials processed an estimated 300,000 migrants in December. That is a record high. CBS's Astrid Martinez explains how this influx of migrants is straining resources across the country. 
A new year and a new set of buses carrying migrants to various cities across the U.S. This weekend, 350 asylum seekers flown in from the southern border, boarded buses to Chicago after landing in Rockford, Illinois. Their transportation north, arranged by Texas Governor Greg Abbott. Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson said on Face the Nation, city officials were given no notice. The rogue buses that are being dropped off across this country in the middle of the night, leaving people with, with no uh, real support at all, no coordination with the local municipalities, that type of chaos is it's certainly dividing our country. Chicago is just one city dealing with the influx and now cracking down on buses, bringing in migrants without advance notice. Last week, New York City Mayor Eric Adams issued an emergency order to restrict bus arrivals, but that hasn't stopped busloads of migrants now being dropped off at train stations in New Jersey with easy access to the city. Adams says the migrant crisis will cost New York $12 billion by 2025. This comes as the U.S. Border Patrol manages a record migrant surge. Agents are processing a quarter million new arrivals each month in December, hitting an all time high of 300,000 migrants. We are full. Don't come. CBS News has learned that the White House is open to immigration reforms, including an authority to expel migrants and suspend asylum law in exchange for aid for Ukraine. Start deporting people here who should be, um, you know, deported, then you'll turn things around pretty quickly. And the Texas governor signed a new law that would take effect in March, allowing state officials to arrest and prosecute migrants coming into the country illegally. However, the Justice Department said it will sue Texas if that law is implemented. Major? Astrid Martinez, thank you. Tonight, COVID-19 cases are on the rise coast to coast, with the Northeast and Midwest seeing the biggest increases. The CDC reports hospitalizations are up nearly 17 percent. That's based on the most recent week of data. CBS's Elise Preston is in Los Angeles County, where some healthcare facilities have reintroduced mask mandates. New year, new concerns about a spike in COVID cases. Our volume has really surged, and I attribute that to not just COVID, but influenza, RSV. I'm not seeing as many people fully immunized as in past years for flu, for COVID boosters. And so it makes them much more vulnerable. The rise in infections has prompted at least five states to reinstate masking requirements at healthcare facilities as a new variant spreads across the country. Cases are up at least 25% in Los Angeles County, where emergency room physician Dr. Angelique Campen says she's happy to see the mask mandate return. It really helps to protect the vulnerable people that are sitting out there in the waiting room right now. The CDC says the new COVID vaccine is the best tool to stay protected against serious illness, but vaccination rates are at an all-time low. Less than 20% of adults have received the updated vaccine. And tonight, there's also a growing number of flu and RSV cases, with 31 states seeing high or very high levels of respiratory infections, leading to worries that a triple virus threat could strain hospitals. Are you concerned that these numbers will continue to get worse? We're not at the peak yet this winter. I'm still seeing numbers increase. Right now, it seems like every other patient I'm seeing in the emergency department is one of these viruses. 
Here in California, the first child flu death was recently announced. Doctors say it's not too late to get vaccinated for both the flu and COVID to help protect your family. Major? Elise Preston, thank you. A Colorado woman faces extradition to the U.S. after being arrested in England over the weekend on suspicion of murdering two of her children. 35-year-old Kimberly Singler appeared in a London court today on charges of killing her 9-year-old daughter and 7-year-old son and attempting to kill her 11-year-old daughter nearly two weeks ago. Singler disappeared after an arrest warrant was issued last week. Court records show she has been in a long-running custody battle with her ex-husband. Officials in the San Francisco Bay Area are investigating a commuter train derailment today that sent at least nine people to hospitals. The train partially derailed near the city of Orinda, east of Oakland, causing at least two cars to catch fire. As the nation welcomes in a new year, that means new laws nationwide. From minimum wage to new gun regulations, CBS's Carter Evans takes a look at the changes. New year, new laws that include pay raises for millions of Americans. 25 states and dozens of municipalities plan to increase minimum wage this year. That means at least $20 an hour for certain food service workers in California. Who wouldn't mind getting an extra $4 increase in their pay? And California companies also now cannot ask employees about using marijuana off the job. A win for workers in Alabama. They'll no longer owe state taxes on overtime pay. Guns are now banned from most public places in California, and Michigan has a host of new gun laws, including universal background checks. These laws represent a sea change uh, in Michigan's gun safety regime. Texas is targeting diversity, equity, and inclusion programs, banning them from public colleges and universities, while restrictions in Kansas will prevent transgender people from changing their assigned sex on birth certificates. New rules of the road in California require police to tell drivers why they're being pulled over before they begin asking questions. And in Illinois, video conferencing behind the wheel is banned. But hanging fuzzy dice on your mirror is now legal. I'm sorry, excuse me one second. A new law for telemarketers in New Jersey includes providing a callback number. Oh, gee, I I can't talk right now. Why don't you give me your home number and I'll call you later? It's inspired by this scene from the 90s sitcom Seinfeld. Oh, I guess you don't want people calling you at home. No. Well, now you know how I feel. (laughs) And another new law here in California. First through sixth graders will now be taught cursive writing in school. A lost art in the digital age. Major? I remember cursive, though altogether not so fondly. Carter Evans, thanks so much. A new Harvard study found social media companies have made nearly $11 billion advertising to children and teens in the U.S. in 2022. And according to one survey, social media is also the main source of news for 51% of teens. But misinformation there is widespread. In a CBS News investigation, Tom Hansen looks at what's being done to help teens find the truth. Behind the doors of Highland Park High School in Dallas, Texas. Raise your hand if it's real. This group of students is learning that seeing shouldn't always be believing. This is a fake. Brandon Jackson leads this media literacy course, a counteroffensive to the information war playing out on social media. Now, how do you know that it's accurate? Usually put it into a reverse image search. Is there any part of you that's like, if that's fake, then what's actually real? Yes. All the time. I thought I was smarter than that. As an experiment, we posed as three gender-neutral 17-year-olds on Instagram and TikTok. 
We searched Israeli terms, Palestinian terms, and both. Each account also liked several posts. Today, we're going to see what the algorithm gives us back. Graphic videos became a pattern on the accounts. It's hard to watch. As did misinformation, like this video reporting to show an Iranian warplane landing on an Israeli aircraft carrier. And this debunked video. I have to fix a fracture. Of someone claiming to work in a Gaza hospital. If I am searching for information about this conflict, that still pops up. Yeah, no matter if the video gets debunked, it gets reposted. Dan Evan at the News Literacy Project says one way to determine fact from fiction is pre-bunking. Look for authenticity, look for the source, look for evidence, and to look for the context. Tools these students believe more schools need. I hope that people in our generation start to want to become more educated about issues. And like, it can just be really dangerous if we don't seek out the real information. Tom Hanson, CBS News. CBS News reached out to TikTok and Instagram. Both companies said their fact-checking teams are working to fight misinformation on their platforms. There is important news tonight about infant formula for babies with allergies. What parents need to know, that's next. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings at hundreds of stores, including Doc Martens, Ninja Kitchen, and Hotels.com. Prep for summer and save big on beauty, travel, electronics, and more. It's one of Rakuten's biggest cash back events, and it's on May 6th through May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Arson investigators are expected to arrive at the scene of a deadly house explosion in Michigan tomorrow. The home was blown to pieces on Saturday, killing four and injuring two. It happened in Northfield Township, about 45 miles west of Detroit. The Detroit News reports debris from the blast was scattered across two acres, and the explosion was heard miles away. Tonight, an important consumer alert about infant formula and a recall. More than 675,000 cans of Nutramagen hypoallergenic powder are being recalled because of possible bacterial contamination. This formula is designed for infants allergic to cow's milk. So far, no illnesses have been reported. For more information about the batch numbers to look out for, please go to cbsnews.com. A very lucky someone could kick off 2024 with an entirely new financial outlook. Tonight's Powerball jackpot has climbed to an estimated $810 million. That's the fifth largest grand prize in the history of the game. The cash payout, in case you're curious, would be a little bit more than $408 million before taxes. On America is Next with a look at a scholarship program aimed at getting new pilots in the air. 
In tonight's Eye on America, easing the turbulence caused by the nation's pilot shortage, this year alone, airlines will come up short by about 17,000 positions. CBS's Chris Van Cleve shows us how Boeing is handing out millions of dollars in scholarships to get people off the ground and into the cockpit. Danielle Hilton spends a lot of her time in the air. Now the United Airlines flight attendant is taking the leap into the pilot seat. So the first time I flew, I was 17 years old. A friend of mine who said she was into aviation and she was flying, and my mind was blown that a woman (laughs) could fly planes. And immediately, I wanted to fly planes. Training to be an airline pilot takes years and can cost over $100,000. Flight school is typically not eligible for most student loans. I've had some delays. I've had major delays. Some regional airlines are already experiencing a shortage of pilots, and plane maker Boeing estimates North America will need 127,000 new pilots by 2043. Over the last three years, the company has given out $8.5 million in flight school scholarships. We need more women, and we need people to be able to look, get on an airplane, just like I did this morning, and look left, see someone that looks like them, and go, I can do that too, it's something I can do. Women make up about 9% of pilots, and women of color are less than 1%. This year, Boeing handed out 25 scholarships for $20,000 apiece, one of them to keep Hilton's dream flying high. How important was the scholarship in making it possible for you to be a pilot? It's a huge deal. It has afforded me to take time off to get my flying done. And now, 15 years after her first flight, Hilton's plan to be an airline pilot is a big step closer to taking off. For Eye on America, Chris Van Cleve, Hampton, Georgia. Some notable pieces of published work are now in the public domain. We'll tell you the big names next. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Finally, tonight, the start of the new year has brought some of the best-known books, films, and pieces of music into the public domain. 
That includes the earliest depiction of Mickey Mouse from the 1928 short film Steamboat Willie. The Walt Disney Company still retains copyrights over the modern version of Mickey Mouse, but people are now free to copy and share the 1928 character. Other famous works now open to the public include the original German edition of All Quiet on the Western Front and Charlie Chaplin's silent film, The Circus. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm Major Garrett. Good night and Happy New Year. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say, what is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today.